Today we're reading Luke 24. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women came to the tomb, bringing the spices they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were puzzling over this, suddenly two men in radiant apparel stood beside them. As the women bowed their faces to the ground in terror, the two men asked them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise again? Then they remembered his words. And when they returned from the tomb, they reported all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and the other women with them who told this to the apostles. But their words seemed like nonsense to them, and they did not believe the women. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. And after bending down and seeing only the linen cloths, he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. That same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. And as they talked and deliberated, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, What are you discussing so intently as you walk along? They stood still with sadness on their faces. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in recent days? What things? he asked. The events involving Jesus of Nazareth, they answered. This man was a prophet, powerful in speech and action before God and all the people. Our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to the sentence of death, and they crucified him. But we were hoping that he was the one who would redeem Israel. And besides all this, it is the third day since these things took place. Furthermore, some of our women astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, but they did not find his body. They came and told us they had seen a vision of angels who said that Jesus was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had described, but him they did not see. Then Jesus said to them, O foolish ones, how slow are your hearts to believe all the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary for the Christ to suffer these things and then to enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, He explained to them what was written in all the scriptures about himself. As they approached the village where they were headed, he seemed to be going farther. But they pleaded with him, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening and the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. While he was reclining at the table with them, he took bread, spoke a blessing, and broke it and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized Jesus, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, Were not our hearts burning within us as he spoke with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? And they got up at that very hour and returned to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven, and those with them gathered together and saying, The Lord has indeed risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the road and how they had recognized Jesus in the breaking of the bread. While they were describing these events, Jesus himself stood among them and said, Peace be with you. But they were startled and frightened, thinking they had seen a spirit. 
Why are you troubled? Jesus asked. And why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. It is I myself. Touch me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones, as you see I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and feet. While they were still in disbelief because of their joy and amazement, he asked them, Do you have anything here to eat? So they gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in front of them. Jesus said to them, These are the words I spoke to you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he told them, This is what is written. The Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And in his name, repentance and forgiveness of sins will be proclaimed to all nations beginning in Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you. But remain in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. When Jesus had led them out as far as Bethany, he lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was carried up to heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy, praising God continually in the temple. And this is God's word. And good Friday to you. This chapter prepares us well for Easter Sunday, as it describes the resurrection of Christ and his appearance to his disciples. At the end of the chapter, though, Jesus blessed the disciples, according to verse 50, and he left them and was taken up into heaven. That was the end of Christ's ministry on earth. We call this the ascension, and it teaches that Jesus was received bodily into heaven. But why? Why did he leave so publicly? Why did he leave physically? There are two reasons why Jesus ascended into heaven. The first is to remain a human body. Christ became a man at the incarnation, but he remains a man to this day and will for the rest of eternity. 1 Timothy 2.5 says, For there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Christ Jesus. That verse describes Jesus' mediatorial work in heaven, and that is happening right now. But Paul specified in these verses that the man that he is the man Christ Jesus. In other words, Jesus continues as both God and man. He is glorified, but he's still human. The ascension into heaven accomplished that. And you can see also Hebrews 7, verses 24 and 25 for that. The second reason why Jesus ascended bodily was to return bodily the same way he left. Jesus will not return as a spirit in his second coming. He will return in his human body. He won't return in secret. He will return visibly and publicly. Acts 1, 10 through 11 says, They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus, who has been taken from you into heaven, will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. So in other words, he'll come back bodily, and he'll come back publicly, just as he ascended bodily and ascended publicly. We spend much more time and effort on the death and resurrection of Jesus, as we should, than we do on the ascension. But Jesus' ascension is important 
2. It's important because it shows us what to expect when Jesus returns, and not to spiritualize his return, but rather to expect him to come bodily and publicly, just as he ascended into heaven. If you like these devotionals, would you consider signing up to receive them in your email every day? Go to dailypbj.com slash subscribe for that. Also, please consider becoming a financial supporter so that I can have the means to make more content and reach more people with the Word of God. Go to dailypbj.com support for that. You could also share this devotional with someone you know who might learn something from it and might be helped in their walk with God. I hope you have a great day. We'll see you next time.